afraid of a crowd Laughing loud and feeling free Never noticed to you there was more They can't see you to the Sunshine State, a space for health, healing, and wellness. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Sunshine State. This is the first episode of my podcast. My name is Kalina Wiley, also known as Sunshine, and I will be your host. This podcast details my journey of self-exploration from the perspective of a learned introvert. Uh, That simply means that I learned how to be an introvert in order to protect myself from being hurt or rejected. Now, as a person often in front, um, many believe what they see on stage, and that's not the reality of what actually is uh, real. I mean, it's my job to smile and engage an audience while I sing or speak, and that's not always my actual emotional state, though. I like to call it the Robin Williams syndrome. You know, of course, there's a proper medical term for it, and, um, you know, you can get that from your other doctor friends, not me, but I call it that because, unfortunately, it's what a lot of us face. Um, And if you're anything like me, you may have never asked the question verbally, but everything about you gave off the aura of that girl or guy who always wanted to be liked. Have you ever found yourself sitting in a room full of people paralyzed by the thought that there are 50 strangers in this room? How do I escape? (laughs) How do I get out of here? I mean, I know it sounds crazy. However, some of us actually have either had that thought or we have that thought every single time we're in an unfamiliar setting like networking events, lounges, parties, or anything similar. My goal is to hopefully help someone who, like me, is having a hard time liking themselves because they spent or spend too much time invested in the thoughts of others. Now, I won't take it lightly, but we won't actually be very grim in this podcast. We will have some wonderful, lighthearted moments where we celebrate our victories, but we'll also be able to state the real truth and some real facts and some hard truths that we have to face within ourselves. Now, in this podcast, I will be very open and honest about past and present struggles I faced. Together, we can tackle the seemingly unattainable topics of changing your mind meditations from the half-empty glass to the half-full and overflowing glass of life, embracing positive thinking, employing words that uplift, and evicting negative self-talk or experiences that we constantly stumble upon, quote-unquote. Now, I'll put a pin in that, but I'm going to say this real quick. Most of us don't realize that we're creating these stumbled upon experiences. I'll say that again for myself. Most of us don't realize that we are creating these stumbled upon experiences. We keep repeating the same pattern, expecting something different to happen. In life, I believe that there is a series of cycles interloping, creating a myriad of experiences that are responsible for the person that you become. In other words, you're a creature of habit, and those habits, whether they've, lear- they've been learned or they're innate, are very much responsible for the experiences that you've had. It's not by chance that you keep meeting the same emotionally unavailable people. 
the first time you met a person like that, you probably didn't think that it was a pattern. You probably shook it off as, you know, what's their problem? What's wrong with them? But the third through the seventh through the ninth, twelfth, and fifty eleventh time <laughs> had you wondering, okay, now wait, what is going on? I believe that those same types come to us so that we can see them, learn them, and adjust our dealings with them accordingly. I will admit this has not been like the easiest lesson to learn. It's actually been quite frightening to learn. You know, no one wants to have to categorize people. But for my sanity, I had to see the people who were meant to have roots in my life as such. And those who couldn't seem to make up their mind about me or about their feelings for me, whether they were friends, relationships, coworkers, uh, music dealings, band members, etc. You know, they would get a kind but long spoon feeding. Here's the thing. You don't have to be an absolute jerk to people you are feeding with a long spoon. You simply understand their role and let them be who they are. Now that's key. A lot of times we are so caught up in trying to make people fit our mold or what we feel is the best way for somebody to be in our eyes that we don't really allow people to be who they are. And that's very much so key. You have to let people be who they are for them to have their complete and true place in your life. Everyone has their purpose, so let them fulfill it. It's not up to you to fix them or make them do better, so to speak. This is firstly not your place to make the judgment call for them. And secondly, it won't work anyway, because we all need to get things for ourselves in order for it to really matter. Now, you don't have to allow how people choose to live to interfere with your life. If their choice disrupts your path, guide them right back to the bench section and set them up with their very own long spoon. It's time we give ourselves a chance to live free and in love. This love I'm talking about goes beyond that which we would receive from anyone else. This love is the burning fire we will ignite within our own journey to love, accept, embrace, and revamp our self-mental and emotional inventory. We are worth this investment, and I'm on board for the long haul. You know, let's move beyond the external sources we allow to create self-doubt. We are here to ask ourselves, do you like me? You know, and to approach that seemingly simple question, we must first understand who the you and the me of that question is referring to. It is an introspective question that requires that you be totally honest with yourself. This question for me did not have a great response, and it was followed by tons of tears. Honestly, my answer was no, absolutely not. I was not at all a fan of the person I had become. From a young age, I became self-conscious about my weight, the shape of my body, my large lips, my singing, my likability, etc., so on and so forth. I was raised in a family that loved each other very much, but was not at all emotionally educated. Certain things were a sign of weakness, not discussed or ignored altogether. We had a series of things happening all at once surrounding four children at the time who had no clue what was going on and how to live with the decisions that the adults were poorly executing. Our thoughts, our feelings, and well-being was second to that abrupt and emotional demand that the adults were passing along. The children were mere shadowed side effects in the entire world when that was happening. But this was generational. There had not been many elders in the family that openly expressed their love, their mistakes, or their attempts to self-improve. God forbid you mention therapy, pure blasphemy. Today, my siblings and I, with a much larger number now than four, <laughs> are trying to make sense of our lives with all we've experienced as children. And we did not turn out as horrible people at all. However, the emotional ineptitude was definitely passed down. 
The good news is that we each separately have taken steps to adjust the characteristics for the better. Now, I will, of course, talk more about my personal history and why I decided to take this very private journey in public as we go along. But for now, I just want to tell you a story about a man who struggled with his own sense of worthlessness. Let's just call him Andrew. He was on the faculty during my undergrad experience at Florida a University. I won't release specifics to protect his identity and respect his privacy. So in very general terms, he was a man who seemingly had it all together. Smooth-talking older brother who had everything, or so you would think. He had a great job, a nice car, dressed nicely enough, seemed pretty well-liked, but he had the hots for this woman he could never seem to approach directly with his intentions as a potential suitor. He would flirt, you know, bring her lunch from time to time, and just be very nice and very kind to her, hoping that she would return the affection. But because of her position and her exposure to several campus employees, that wasn't foreign. Everybody was doing nice things for her. Everybody was super kind to her. She would get lunch from several people because of her position. And I'll just leave it at that. So, of course, this approach was not realistic in getting her attention. Instinctively, um, I think she she still knew, but his hesitation wouldn't allow her suspicions to be found true because he never opened his mouth and actually told her how he felt or tried to approach her in a way to make things more real. I once asked him directly, why he never told her how he felt. And he smiled. He actually laughed super nervously. Uh, Yeah, this 50-plus-year-old man became a 16-year-old boy in that little moment. (laughs) He simply said, I'll never be able to give her everything she deserves. I was totally confused. I would talk to him from time to time after that conversation to try to get him to tell me, you know, directly what he meant. He'd always say, she's too good of a woman for me. She's too nice. She's got too much going for her. When I heard him say those things, I not only noticed something in his interactions with her at that point, but I also saw that it was also evident in his overt attempts to get the attention of the students and how he interacted with them as well as the other faculty members. He was an undercover self-loathing man. He had hidden feelings of inadequacy, which is totally normal because we all have things that we feel a bit inadequate about. In his case, he tried very hard to be the cool guy on campus. He wanted to be the go-to guy. He wanted to be seen. He wanted genuine connections, but could only manage to foster superficial connections with people who meant him no good. These people only wanted what the go-to guy could offer them. They only had their hand out and were really giving nothing in return, nothing of substance or value, to be honest with you. This left him, you know, just as alone as before. But when I thought about it more years later, I understood that, you know, his statements regarding how good he would never be wasn't referring to his financial status, as he easily made two or three times what she was making. He was talking about the inability of his worth measuring up to her standards. He fortunately did not end up a bitter old sugar daddy. (laughs) Through social media, I was able to see that he had begun seeing someone seriously. Not his crush, though. And I, you know, took the chance and reconnected with him, reached out to him, talked to him a bit and, you know, had some conversations to see how things changed for him or what changed for him. And he admitted that he struggled with his self-worth, but with his therapist and several attempts at love, he finally found a way to be present enough to live, live with his entire being, with the love in his heart, the thoughts in his head, the creativity in his hands and the path of his feet. He decided to trust himself and to live. 
And now I left that conversation like totally blown away. I felt so emotional because I wanted that for myself. I wanted to feel that way about myself. I wanted to feel like I could be in a situation, in a love or in a life where I was present, where I was there and that there was nothing else that can take away from that moment or from that time where I was experiencing the true me. Now, um, (laughs) of course, for me, I didn't wake up until years later. You know, hard head makes for a very soft behind, my mother would always say. And she didn't always let that saying refer to, you know, the physical punishment. She insisted that life will whoop you until you get that lesson. In her own little country way, that made total sense. So I ask you, what is it about you and your life that has not fully connected? What are you waiting on to start living with everything you have? Who is in the wrong section in your life? Who doesn't deserve to be rooted in your life? Who needs to be benched? Who needs that long spoon? And I actually was talking to um, (laughs) a girlfriend of mine the other day. and She was like, you're like the only person I know who talks about long spoons, feeding people with long spoons. But if you don't know what that means, it basically says to be kind to people, to be cool with people from a distance and understand that y'all can just be wonderful from a distance. They don't have to be in your inner circle. They don't have to be in your your final four, so to speak. But, you know, it's fine to just be okay with them. You don't have to hate on them. You don't have to hate them. You don't have to be mad or anything with them, but just be all right with them from a distance. The next category of people is the people who need to actually be taken out of your bench section and put back into your root section. Like who needs to be in the root section? Let me say this. Sometimes we place people in the bench section of our life and those people should be held close to you and appreciated dearly. Those friends or family members that love you regardless, those who see your vulnerability and never look away, never, you know, turn the other way as if you should be someone else's project. They don't pass you off as a project for someone else. They should Definitely be securely positioned in your root section because it's hard to come by people who are going to love you after you made 50 million mistakes, who are going to still be rooting for you to win after you've lost so many times. So those people, you hold them dear. Don't take them for granted. They might not be the most popular people. They may not be who you feel like are your millionaire pals that you should be esteeming to be like them. But honestly... If they are really your ride or dies and they've got your back, they should definitely be in your root section. Because every person in your circle doesn't have to be your millionaire uh, mogul, the person that you're trying to be like in the future. You got to understand that sometimes people are there to take care of your heart, too. Now, um, these people actually will be the ones that love you enough to tell you the truth. You know, they're helping you get you back. They know who you are and are not afraid to. They're not afraid of the work that it will take to get you there. These people can be referred to as your tribe, your four corners, your ride or die, your core group, however you feel like phrasing it. They have roots in your life that are connected with your personal growth and added strength. Now, some of you only have one person in that category and you are not alone. The quantity was never what mattered. It's actually always been the quality. Anyone can have 10 friends who loves you when you're buying dinner. Now, listen, if you are in a place where you feel completely alone and no one is your root, that is actually why I'm here because I too had no roots at all. That's where my journey began. My journey began alone in my apartment, in my bathroom, sitting in the tub, 
fully clothed with six bottles of pills and too afraid to swallow them all. I didn't want to be here anymore, but I still had enough love for my daughter to never want her living with no mommy. I got up from that tub and searched like a mad woman for ways to change anything I could about me. So I never found myself in that bathtub again. I read articles. I tried finding self-help YouTube videos. I did webinars. I just, I just tried a lot of different things, you know, positive thinking and all those things. But I actually stopped myself and realized that those external factors would never truly work or take root in my life unless the roots of self-hatred and unforgiveness were ripped out completely. That's where it had to start. I had to forgive myself. And I had to love myself. Now, in that moment, I vowed to find a practical way to live with all I had and like myself, no, rather love myself again. I know we talked about some pretty heavy stuff this week, and each week we will go deeper and deeper. Um, But I just wanted to say these things to you just as an introduction to where I hope for us to go in these weeks that we have together. Um, Hopefully this will turn into something that's permanent, but we'll see. We'll see what you guys want to have. You know, I'll definitely continue my journey alone if needed, but I'm definitely here if anybody wants to continue the journey with me. Um, I'll have some amazing friends who will join me. Um, They'll be telling their stories as well, opening up about their vulnerabilities and um, all that good stuff. You know, these will be people who are doctors, um, people who are PR consultants, people who are musicians, who are artists. I've got some wonderful people who have agreed to share their story and talk to me about what healing looked like for them. So hopefully all of those stories and all of those practical tips will help both you and I to continue to discover ourselves because this is not a journey that any of us should have to do alone. Some parts are definitely something you have to do for yourself, but if at all possible, it helps to have support from others who are exactly where you are and feel exactly how you feel. Um, So these amazing friends, they're definitely going to join me, um, and I'm excited about that. But I want to leave you with this. You are enough right now. You are worthy of all you desire in life right now. We are all on this journey together, and I hope you'll join me as we discover, do you like me? And if your answer, like me, (laughs) was no, absolutely not. I hope you'll stick around so that we can uncover all of our amazingness together. Um, you know, I appreciate you guys listening. I hope everybody has a great week. Definitely tune in. More wonderful things are coming. I do have a link for you signing up for an email list to give you updates and news and information on things that will be happening and when the next podcast will be out, et cetera, et cetera. So definitely drop your email address in the subscription list um, and we can get to going from there. Um, I would love to have you all join me on this journey. Be sure to visit us at sunshinestate.com. That's sunshine with an O, state.com. This is where you'll find inspirational information, updates that I spoke of before, as well as podcast episodes. Please be sure to subscribe, like, and share. I just want to thank you for joining the journey to the Sunshine State. I'm so excited. Once again, my name is Sunshine Wiley. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great week. So stand out. Stand out. Now, your hand.
Thank you for joining the journey to the Sunshine State, a space for health, healing, and wellness.